On today's episode, we talked about companies trying to steal traffic from other sites. What is Homes.com's big plan? A housing market update. How lower interest rates are going to cause madness in the market. The three different types of real estate agents and which one are you. Our advice, Market Minute, and the Neuralink. Welcome to the Real Estate Rundown. I am Kayla Leos here with Elliot Tomaszewski and Jason Leos. Hey. Yeah, Let's welcome to the riggedy riggedy Real Estate Rundown. Oh, Elliot's little, little, getting little fancy. Flavor. So we are missing <laughs> Keith today. And again. Again. Was in, was two weeks in a row. But hey, we He's, have... Does he do this on purpose? Does yeah. Does he like us anymore? He, he doesn't come in on podcast day. Where are you, Keith? <laughs> you coming back? He'll be back yeah. next week. He's a man on a mission. But a lot happening, a lot shaking and baking in the real estate world. And Redfin just came out with some analysis that said home buyers now have about $40,000 more purchasing power. So if you're looking to buy a home, maybe it's not so much of a pipe dream and mm. it can actually be the American dream. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, math, right? T- tells me $40,000 at roughly $6 per thousand. So that means that the rates have adjusted roughly what? Six times four, twenty, $240 a month worth of, of payment. So now the people that with those lower rates, the, the median income, that's where it balances. So, I mean, it's, it's obviously a math equation, but the, the other thing I will point out now that I done with the, the, the nerd evaluation <laughs> side of it is can $40,000 put you into a different bracket, right? Does it give you that larger yard? Does it give you that newer house? Does it get you into that different subdivision that you want to be in that you're actually going to pull the trigger on? Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't think so. Much. I guess it. it hey. I mean, not a, not from what what what. De- depending on what you Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, all real estate is local, and so I guess it depends on your local market. Absolutely. But Absolutely, maybe yeah. we're thinking in the Chandler, Gilbert, Queen Creek area. Maybe not. Maybe forty thousand doesn't move the needle as much. No. Get you fifty square feet extra. That's, <laughs> That's it. But it, like in Texas, more. right? Parts of Texas, if we're uh, omitting Austin and you know surrounding areas. Outside of that, Texas definitely would, you know, parts of Florida, 40K would definitely make a difference in that, in the style of the house, the niceness of the house. Yeah. So, well, we know that Fannie Mae revised their interest rate forecast mm. for 2024, and they're definitely uh, more optimistic about rates being in the fives towards the end of the year. Yeah, the Fed's meeting today. Ooh. Yeah, today's the day. Is it the dot plot day? Dun, oh, dun, dun. Dot plot day. We don't, we don't dot plot today? I don't think they dot plot. They, they dot plot, uh, I think, once every quarter. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, they're, uh, they're meeting today. Yeah, so see, see what happens. See what they say. And I, mean, what there's, I don't think there's any way they're going to reduce rates today. No, that's not going to uh, happen but today. But, you know, the, the, March, the March deadline or the March uh, 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 rate uh, decrease is is like up in the air. It's like it's it went from like forty four percent to like forty eight percent in the last couple of days. So more and more people are thinking that um, it's going to come in March. So we'll see. If it comes in March, I think it's going to be good. Hmm. I just thought of another really cool advantage. I mean, I don't want to call it unfair, but good for them. Cool advantage for like a Redfin, Realtor dot com, Zillow. When the Feds and all that meet. Think about it. They'll be able to see the impact of what the news is because it'll spike the traffic, right? So they could clearly see what's going on, and they clearly are going to have the metrics knowing that when there's a spike, usually it's going to equal X return. So 
don't know. Just another keep. You know, it's interesting, though, because t- speaking of traffic uh, in the portal wars, uh, you know, I was on a strategy call yesterday with um, a company that advises ven- venture capital. And one of the questions they posed to everyone, and, and actually a buddy of ours ah. was on it, and he was talking about uh, the portal that, you, you know, the one he would be talking yep. about. <laughs> anyway, uh, they talked about how homes.com came in and in the past six months, I think they spent, I don't know the exact number, don't quote me on, 300 million, 400 million to essentially siphon traffic away from Zillow, siphon wow. traffic away from realtor.com. And they did it, right? They, they're number yeah, they two the money. in the eyeballs right now. I think I heard about that. I don't remember where I heard about that somewhere else. Uh, not Housing uh, Wire did a big thing may, on maybe it. Maybe that's, okay. Um, and yeah, so Andy Florence is really uh, well, making moves. He, he is. He is. He is. And so at Inman last week, Andy Florence was was talking about, you know, essentially their mission and, and what they're out to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting oh, your yeah. listing, your lead ads on everything, yep. even on my Instagram, like big ads. Like I'll be on my For You page and like the, the Instagram homes.com ad will be massive. I wonder how much they're paying Glenda. Yeah, and then Glenda Baker Dude, is. I know <laughs> she's really raking it in. I love, <laughs> but her story's so cool, especially because we. I mean, we. She we was already Glenda. a little bit of somebody, right. but she blew up. So, so when you talk about the eyeballs, and when you talk about how obviously Redfin's going to see an uptick in search traffic and all of that, and and clearly, like in my opinion, Redfin has an amazing site. I think we all love it. Um, also oh, love yeah. Realtor.com. And in fact, I think that usability from those two is getting better than Zillow. Mm-hmm, um, in mm-hmm, fact, mm-hmm. one of the things I don't like about Zillow is how if you go search a property and it's not on the market, that listing kind of just kind of like pops up in a window. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And like you yep. kind of like don't have that full functionality of the page like you would if you were on like Redfin or Realtor. Yep. But anyway, I digress. Um, the interesting thing about this search traffic is homes.com hasn't monetized period yet mm. on this. Mm. And so like what is investment. what is their play for Absolutely. monetization and will that serve the realtor community? Well, well, we know what the play is for monetization by looking at their other business CoStar mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is charging them charging the agents, you know, 2 grand a month. Well, and I think that this is some property on. something that is not known in the industry that w- that well I think unless you're yeah, in, a little bit deeper in it, but CoStar is like what? Double, triple the value of Zillow, like they're by far and away the the gorilla in the room when it comes to like valuations. I don't, you're absolutely right. I don't know what it is. Let me look at CoStar right now because I couldn't tell you. Is it like twenty five billion market cap? Maybe. What is CoStar? And that is Andy Florence's commercial. Yeah. Uh, Thirty-four billion. billion. Okay. Okay. So compare that to Zillow's what, like twelve, fifteen? Thirteen point three. Let's call it. So it's over double. Over double. Yeah. Um, Almost, almost triple. But, but, but the thing with CoStar is, is they're profitable. Zillow's Mm -hmm, not. mm -hmm. (laughs) They're raking in dough every freaking quarter. What do you think Zillow's? No. They're, they're just, they're just a uh, yeah. What do you think the asset class size of commercial is compared to residential, though? It's probably a lot bigger. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, we're, I think we're coming up to a like, commercial bubble too. So, there's well, heck yes. yeah, we are. I'm, I'm reading that All there's the a defaults. lot of there's a lot of loans that are that are up mm-hmm. by the end of the year, mm-hmm. and uh, they're people. They're, everyone's going like, get the rates down. Is this going to be like another SVB debacle? Yes. I don't know. Well, and that's, in the, that's like one of those uh, skeletons in the closet I, that I think that the, the economy is not talking about. Because, again, when we're talking about the asset class on that, if it 
pops and something doesn't get figured out, how far that will roll downhill will be pretty substantial. It'll affect all markets is what I'm trying to say. Oh, the government will come in there and print some more money. <laughs> oh, my god. It is an election. But then Bitcoin will go up. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> buy Ethereum, buy Bitcoin. Oh, wow. You know, when they decoupled gold from the dollar, it was all downhill from there. <sighs> well, was that 60s? Uh, Nixon, yeah. yeah. In, during the yeah, Vietnam. The gold, gold standard, yeah. War. So, okay, also some updates in housing market forecasts. So Moody's walked back their bearish 2024 um, housing market forecast. And so it's a little bit rosier now, uh, which is interesting because, see, before they were expecting home prices to fall about 4.4%. And they've walked it back and said home prices will only fall by about 0.4%. So in other words, we're going to have a fairly flat year. But mm-hmm. in other words, Moody's is, is in a good mood right now. Right. <laughs> 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 We're in a good mood with the, with, the, with the real estate market. I think this is great because walking see, it back. I think the whole point is, is they just throw this stuff out there and see yeah. what sticks and, <laughs> and they don't expect to be right. No, I don't know. I don't know yeah. what the deal is, but I thought that was pretty interesting. Well, I, I still think that, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. All of this stuff obviously matters from, from the larger overview so much, but I still think that there's just a cool opportunity for true practitioners, right? This is to me where you have some of these niche things. Exactly. Where you could find the angle and you're going to get your unfair advantage because of the high rates, because you can show people how to get a lower rate, right? Or just, I'm using that as a, as a, as a small example, but that's where, again, just the, these plays that are there and, but it does set the tone for how easy it is to have a conversation, right? When affordability is way up, it's harder to have a conversation when affordability is down. It's easier to put yourself in, you know, acquisition selling conversations. So, those are things to pay attention to, which is where I think that that whole economic pulse, you know, kind of comes from. And it's like, you know, you know, your vibe is your tribe, you know, kind of thing. And so, if you're if it's vibe and right, then you can connect with your tribe. Yeah, there's Absolutely. six rate cuts baked in in the in the market right now this year and i think uh if you don't i'd be buying right now if you're gonna buy yep. you need to mm-hmm. buy something right now right if you thought getting the pink stanley at target was tough wait until you try <laughs> buying a house when interest rates go down yeah i mean it's gonna year. be insane yeah let's talk a little theory of this because i think that some people are actually missing it right like that whole expression of sitting on the fence is a very uncomfortable place to be get off one way or the other and here's my just quick five second perspective on it. There is absolutely more ups and opportunity right now. And even if you take a higher rate, let's be real. You could always, if it's, you know, going to make sense, you could always refinance when, when rates go, you know, marry the house, date the rate kind of. Unless there's a five year prepay penalty. Unless, right. So don't put, (laughs) so be smart enough, be smart enough that you don't, that you don't put yourself in that situation. Absolutely true. But my point is that I'm trying to get at is when you really look at the affordability index, well, when prices spike by a hundred K, well, we're talking about forty thousand dollars here and even though the rates drop let's just say a half of a percent or three quarters of a point well if that drives prices up and you no longer get the house that you want you're having to put you know go look at 50 houses to to get even one offer accepted right it's just a it's a cumbersome experience where now there's not as much comb- uh, competition there's a, a bigger buying pool you're more likely going to get the property that you want then you're able to potentially refi if that's what you want to do. Or you have a slightly higher payment, but we're talking about a quarter of a different, you know, difference in, in uh, rate. 
So No doubt that realtors are wonderful at inspiring conversations. I was listening to a podcast this morning. Christy Jenks was on Tom mm. Ferry's podcast, and she talked about how there are three types of agents. I thought this was really good. So the first type of agent is the agent that's out there in this market, and they're just confused. And rightfully so. I mean, there's a lot going on, and it's one of the most tumultuous times ever mm -hmm. in real estate. Mm -hmm. I mean, the market is abnormal, which it has been for the past, what, four years, essentially. Market's abnormal. You have all these commission lawsuits. We're looking at massive reshuffling. You have these new models that are popping up. And if you're a realtor and you're out there practicing, you have a lot of confusion mm -hmm. you're it's sorting confusing. through. confusing. I'm confused. It is. It is confusing. You know, I, I also learned that the 20th copycat commission lawsuit was filed. Oh, wow. And now there are copycat commission lawsuits filed all across the U.S. and if so you don't, and fear. yeah, and if you don't have one in your state yet, you will just wait. It's coming. So you have a lot of agents that are confused. And what do we know about the confused mind? It does nothing. nothing. And you have the second group of agents, and those are the complainers. Mm. And those are the agents that are out there. Oh, and those they're are the annoying ones. They're yeah, the well, ones. They're, they're trying to justify for their their shitty results. <laughs> Absolutely. They're the complaining that they complain about NAR. They complain about their brokerage. They complain about the market and they, they complain can about buyers point to everything sellers. and anything they can to complain. complain. And then you have the third type of agent. And I think fortunately we get to work with a lot of this type of agent and maybe they come in a little confused. Maybe they come in a little bit complaining, but I think that once they're in our ecosystem and really a part of all that we have to offer here, you have the confident agent. Yep. And for the agent that is confident, this is your time to shine, to crush it, because in the midst of all of this confusion, there is a land of opportunity. Nobody likes change. I heard something that the only the only person that likes change is a wet baby. Yep. And if <laughs> you're not that wet baby, you avoid change. But the reality is it's the only constant in life. Uh, and so as we have all this change happening in our industry, we have to adapt to it. And so what's our advice to the agents that are listening right now that may find themselves in the confused or complaining category? Change your diaper. Start reading. <laughs> figuring figuring things out. All right, reading what? Sharpen the saw. Figuring out what's going on. Like where where the where the sellers are, where the buyers are. You know, it, you you got to find out where the market's going. You got to be you got to be one step ahead. Skate to not, where the puck is going. Yes. That's right. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. First of all, shout out to Christy Jenks. She's awesome. I love her. She's very insightful. Her and Merrill are awesome. Um. For me, I mean, this also, you know, kind of, I think, gives me an awesome opportunity to segue into my advice with, with what you were saying there. Um, however, before I go into that piece, I think it's a fine line, because I love what you said, Jay, but I also think it's a fine line between people that are analysis, per, uh, analysis paralysis and start procrastinating, right? They'll, they'll get caught up in the, the thick of the, the thin of things where they are looking so much for the specific angle that that becomes their job and that, that gives them the excuse to not get into action in said specific area, right? When we're talking about uh, marketing, prospecting, right? At the end of the day, it's, it still comes down to that one simple thing. Are you communicating your value proposition in a meaningful way to the proper audience, period? And so I think that, uh, you know, right now is also taking your opportunities that you have, but you also got to follow up with people. That is my advice is fortune is in the follow-up because so many times people will try to touch somebody once or, you know, a couple of times, but there's so much 
you know, stats surveys out there now that it's, you know, between seven and 11 times that you have to touch somebody before they even see your message. Mm. Right. And now that could be, think about all the different mediums that we have, social media, advertising, you know, paid, uh, well, obviously paid advertising, uh, emails, text messages, a phone call, right. All of these different, uh, segments to be able to reach out to these people. Well, my emphatic advice here is, is when they connect with those things, bring the conversation to them. One of the biggest things I see missed in social media is you guys are posting, right? Let's say it's even just, you know, free posting and somebody will like or comment on your stuff and you'll just kind of leave it dead and dormant. Well, if they do that, then reach back out to them, right? And people want to engage in these types of things. And especially if it's somebody that you have little or not that much of a relationship with. And so with that said, you need something of value to consistently touch people. And, um, right now we actually have a free, uh, cash offer, uh, seller lead generation campaign that you guys can go download. I'll have Kobe put it in the comments, uh, on this to where you can download that. And again, it's hundred percent free. It's copy and paste, easily put it into your CRM to, to help you out with everything that I'm talking about. Nice. Very cool. Yes. I uh, love it. Great advice. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jason, what do you got for us for the market minute? I, I already said it. The, the feds meeting today. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we'll see what happens. So dun, dun, what's going to happen. We'll see. Okay. Uh, so viral vibes is a little bit interesting today because this went nuts all over online yes. yesterday. So Elon Musk announced that the first neural link was surgically implanted into a patient and the patient is now recovering. So we have. Where are they recovering from? From the implant, the, the implantation. Implant oh, how how deep is it? Like, it's, there you got to recover from that. Yes, yeah, I mean they, it's they going into your brain. Yeah, they had to like crack they, your skull. Yeah, they cracked the oh, drill wow. hole in the skull. Wow, that's pretty intense. So they, they, and then and then they connect it to the brain. It says that it's a quarter size chip implant with dozens of tiny thread like electrodes. The electrodes are then implanted into the brain itself and they relay electrical signals from neurons. So is the person like a paraplegic? Crazy. How's, how, what's the, what are they what are they trying to fix? Yes. Um so initially that they're hoping that um they'll have re they'll, they'll regain use of their limbs. Oh okay. So, so how this person's a paraplegic. Yes, they're, how they're, amazing would that wow. be? It'd be yeah, that's cool. It, dude, this if this takes it will revolutionize. Musk is amazing. He's, he's always trying to pull yeah, You know what, though? A, a lot of people do <laughs> not like him. Which, um, how do you not like him? Like, I get it that he could be controversial and all of, you know, some of the things. But at the same time... Well, they don't like him because... Or wait, here, here's the thing. It's not that people don't like him. It's it's the mainstream media that doesn't like him. Yes. And the reason Ooh, why they don't, don't like him... I disagree because I well, saw something... There's a reason why they don't like him is because he doesn't spend money. And and the and the companies that do spend the money with these with these um these organizations mm -hmm. like all the all the mainstream media they all get they all get advertising dollars from GM, Ford, Stellantis, which is Chrysler, all these billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. So if they don't say something bad about Elon Musk or they don't drag him through the mud, then it they're hurts. then they're, they're they're hurting their own their own um, the companies that are feeding them all the all the billions of dollars of advertising. 
So that's what's going on. So someone had posted a video, some guy I follow, he's a realtor out of, I, I think, like, I'm, I'm not sure, actually, so I'm not going to make it up. But anyway, he had posted about how he likes Elon, his wife doesn't like Elon, and he, like, polled his audience. And I was reading through a lot of the comments, and there are actually a lot of common people that do not like him for one reason or another. One of the, the people was very passionate that they think that he scammed California with the Hyperloop and lost them, like, like you know, millions and millions of dollars because of this. Um, and so there's like all these different reasons. I don't think it's as cut and dry as it's the, the media. They have the biggest manufacturer of cars in the world going on in California, which is which is bringing billions of dollars with the tax dollars. That's the 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 one in in um, Silicon Valley, the Tesla plant makes the most cars in the world in one plant, and that that's where it's coming from. That, that, I mean, come on. Well, How much money is, theory is, is California <laughs> getting from that? All right, probably a lot. I, I hey, read I'm in his sharing, book. I'm just sharing the I other side. I read in his book about that yeah, whole well, they, they crap don't know it. They don't with, know the with the Hyperloop. And he actually, per, per as it was told, it, he, it, was, it started out as just like a theory. And he was almost kind of having fun with it. And then they pushed to try to basically make it happen. And I'm, and I'm paraphrasing here off, uh, off of what, uh, what I recall in the book. But, I, I mean, it is a pretty cool idea. But... To your point, how cool would it be to, I mean, that, you're almost hard-pressed to find somebody right now that's more influential than that guy. He says something, and it literally changes the world. Oh, I know. Like influence. You know, Jason has to constantly be watching for what he tweets yep. or, or what do you call it? X? He X's? What, yeah, do, you, what X. do you call a Twitter now? I think they still call them tweets. Tweets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you're constantly. If you get a If you get a you're tweet. <laughs> If well, you get yeah, a tweet I mean, from Elon, I mean, your portfolio could like. Whoosh. Yeah, exactly. Well, it 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 happens, you know. Does that make you frustrated? No. I mean, he is what he is. I mean, it can't. <laughs> you, you're you're investing in the guy, but he's. I mean, he's a. Uh, he, he's a very smart dude. He's he's the. Uh, that's he, an understatement. Yeah, he's the 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 you know the Rockefeller of of today's. He's like he's like Einstein meets Rockefeller. He's, I mean, think about it. I mean, to me, he's like one of those people. He's so smart that sometimes in you know bigger settings, he has a hard time talking because his brain is moving so damn fast and his mouth isn't isn't working properly. I think with his with his his brain function. Well, love him, love him or hate him, he definitely has created quite a few jobs. Oh my gosh, he's Uh, added quite a bit to our. Our GDP. Well, how about even just <laughs> SpaceX? Sorry to be like go off on this a second, but like everybody wants to talk about Tesla and all those things, but like how he's revolutionizing putting you know satellites up there through SpaceX, which is it. Like, I mean, Jay, you probably know more about it than, than me. Again, I, I'm just going off of the the book that I read, where it's like profitable already, or maybe it was this year, and it's like wildly well, profitable. He's, he's figured out how to reuse a freaking rocket. Yeah. <laughs> so most most of the time, they, I mean, they, they yeah, it's you all know, lost pe- people thought he was crazy thinking you're going to land a rocket after you blasted it off into the into the atmosphere. And he did it. Yep. And so now, you know, he's got this technology where he can he can u- reuse rockets where NASA couldn't. So now, you know, no one else can. Yep. So now he can he can land. He can blast off a, a ship and bring the rocket back down and land it. On well, a, the cost savings is is obnoxious. Reuse it. Oh, Wasn't yeah. there, we, well, I sort of watched it when we were up north at that beautiful VRBO we stayed in. You watched, was it Return to Space? 
Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. I don't yeah, remember, it was, but it was it, it was, was a documentary about it was, about, it was about, about Elon and SpaceX, and it yeah, was really it, cool. Yeah, I mean, he he literally was almost ready to go bankrupt and yeah, and lose everything, and he had like he had three shots at it, and apparently he he got one extra shot in the last shot. Um, Hit it, it. you know, it it landed and it was successful, and so they were able to get contracts when from the government to to start launching rockets. See, and I don't know so how cool. you hate that, right? Like, shame on the the America people. I mean, maybe you don't like his personality. Maybe you don't like how he has, you know, tells you to f off. It's all about money from stage, whatever else. <laughs> but how do you hate the fact that a guy was, uh, I mean, uber rich because they're sheep. They're 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 reading the they're reading mainstream media. And yeah, they, and you got to learn. You got to understand why mainstream media hates him uh, because I, they don't because he doesn't pay him. I I get all that, but that's <laughs> what I'm saying. He's like uber rich, willing to literally go bankrupt trying to develop an idea because he's that passionate about it. Like, again, I have nothing but admiration for somebody that's willing yeah. to play life at that level. Well, Me and, too. And Me he, too. Doesn't, he doesn't give a crap about money. The guy doesn't. He doesn't. I mean, you, he you cares see about some, You see some of the pictures that he's, he's sitting in and, and you're just like, where is that guy? Like he's in like this normal kitchen with like oak cabinets, like these 1970 oak mm-hmm. cabinets. And you see a picture with him with some other billionaire. And like he doesn't yep. stay, he doesn't he doesn't live he rich. I mean, he has a, he has a jet, and obviously yeah. he gets around. But the luxury that he that's like, only really I, again I, they outline that in his book. That's only for the fact of of efficiency and travel and trying to get from job to job yeah, and I mean, all those things. You're trying. You're running how many companies that he owns? <laughs> so ap- apparently, uh, I just need to bring up Elon, and and you two will go at it. Well, yeah, you just like we're having a little love fest I know, over I know. here. We're crushing. No, uh, here. Elon, if you know, here's an open invitation. If you want to come on the podcast, dude, <laughs> we'll, we'll let you. We'll let you on. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Hey, I think that love him or hate him, we can all agree that when it comes oh. to pushing your agenda, your ideas, your passion out into the world, he's an inspiration. Kingpin. And so I feel like for all of us realtors that are looking to do big things, channel, channel that energy into your business and really cool things will happen. Well said. Yeah. All right. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you are one of the listeners that is not subscribed, I want you to take a moment and hit that subscribe button. We appreciate you. Drop us a comment and maybe we'll feature you on next week's episode.